0: Welcome to Dicey Stuff, the podcast about life because, well, the Dicey Stuff is the realest stuff of our lives. Come along as Lois examines living as a Christian woman in this modern age. Time to roll. Hello, friends. Welcome to Dicey Stuff. My name is Lois Matson. Thanks for joining me today. Happy and blessed new year to you. It's kind of amazing to think that 2021 is over and 2022 is on the brink. We're standing, looking ahead at a blank canvas of a new year, and we have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea what our future holds. I've been thinking about weddings and funerals a lot, and I know some of you have been as well. A few weekends ago, there was a funeral and a wedding in our circles in the Apostolic Lutheran Federation the same weekend, and not too far apart in location. So people had to kind of decide, am I going to the funeral, or am I going to the wedding? It's kind of interesting when you think about a wedding is planned so far ahead. Colors are chosen, and dresses are chosen, and songs are picked, and a venue is chosen. We plan ahead for that. But a funeral comes on us, sometimes last minute, Some people have a little bit more notice. If they're ill, they may know that their days are drawing to a close. But even in that case, we don't really plan that far ahead for a funeral. But yet, looking at it from God's perspective, our funeral is planned. Our days are numbered. He knows the end before the beginning, the scripture says. And he's aware of every hair that falls from our heads. So he's aware if there's a disease or he's aware if there's a car accident in the same way that he's aware if there's a wedding in our future or the birth of a child. And he cares for us in such a tender, tender way, even in our suffering and pain at the time of loss. He cares for us and sustains us. He keeps us and protects us. He gives us strength to withstand the suffering of this life. The illness, the death, the loss, whatever it is that we're facing, He knows it. He cares, and He provides for us in our need. First of all, He provides Jesus, which is our greatest need. He also provides other people who will help us. He provides His Word through the mouths of His servants. He provides physically with food, with shelter, and then so many other things. When we ask God to give us our daily bread, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, so many things are encompassed in that. We think of food, obviously, but in Luther's catechism, he writes about all the different things that daily bread covers. In the small catechism, the question is asked, What is meant by daily bread? And the answer is, daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, Good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Isn't it interesting that things like good friends and a good reputation, devout employees, faithful neighbors, shoes, animals, All of these things are included in daily bread, not just food. Even good government and good weather are covered when we say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. As we stand on the brink of this new year and we look forward, some with hope, some with maybe some trepidation, some in the throes of grief, some in the joy of a new marriage, some on their honeymoon, some dealing with loss of home or loved ones. God's promises are sure. Though we can't see the future, He does. And He will carry us and He will sustain us in it. He will provide daily bread. When we pray for daily bread, we thank him for that daily bread. We pray that we would acknowledge his goodness to us and his gifts to us. So whether we're planning a wedding or a funeral, we know that God's goodness and his grace and his strength and his peace reigns over all, even in our suffering and in our pain. We know that Jesus bore that pain for us. He felt it. He didn't turn away from it. He walks with us through it. He carries us through it when we are not able to even take a step. And the same thing happens at a wedding, at such a time of great joy, and at such a time of rejoicing. Christ is sustaining and carrying the thing about funerals is that we only see the body. We only see the mortal remains that are laid in a casket, and we dress them up, and then we bury them in the ground. But if we could truly see, we would know that that body is only mortal remains. The part that is alive, that part is more alive than it has ever been. It's beholding the face of Jesus. That person is in the presence of Christ, in the throne room of heaven. Their body's not there, and their body will be there, someday, when the grave is opened, and they receive their new body. But just like sleep, there is no passage of time. Our eyes are closed in death, and opened into life, a life that is immortal, a life that is beyond our comprehension, where there's no illness, where there's no pain, where there's not even any weeds, no thorns and thistles, where there's perfect peace, perfect joy, and perfect life, abundantly, given to us by Jesus. Purchased for us by his death on the cross, where his blood was poured out for us, where his body was broken for us, where his side was pierced and the blood in the water poured out. But he rose to live forevermore. And in his death we die, and in his life we live. This old mortal coil will die, and it will be laid in the ground. When it's our time to go, we won't need a plan. When this body dies, it will rise. When Jesus calls my name on the last day, I will rise, and I will rise to live like I've never lived before. When Jesus calls your name, you who believe, you who trust him, you will rise, and you will rise to live We plan the dress for a wedding. We choose it months ahead and we have alterations done so that it's perfect. But when I'm called out of my grave, my body, this old thing, it's like grave clothes. I won't need it anymore. I'll have a new body, a perfected body. At this time of the end of the year, we often look back sometimes with regret, sometimes with pride. But we do kind of an assessment of the year, of our lives, of this season. And we look forward and we make resolutions. We're going to be better. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be thinner. We're going to be richer. We're going to be more involved in our family. We're going to be a better parent or a better spouse. But we forget that we're being carried We forget that it's not about us, and our works, and our efforts, and our struggles, and our sorrows, and our joys. It's about Christ. It's about God's work done for us. But we live in the fellowship of His sufferings. We join in those sufferings, in our suffering. Paul writes, to the Philippians in chapter 3, and he talks about being found in Christ and knowing Christ. He talks about knowing the power of Christ's resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and being joined with him in his death and his resurrection. Because of Jesus claiming us as his own, joining himself to us, taking on human flesh, and then joining with us personally through water and the Word, uniting himself to us. Paul writes, he ends chapter 3 of Philippians. I'd like to read verses 20 and 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. He will transform our lowly body at that resurrection to be like His glorious body. If we're in the grave, we will rise. If we're here on earth and alive, we will be caught up together with him in the clouds. And we will be changed in a twinkling of an eye. So at this end-of-year assessment, don't look at yourself or at your failures over the past year. Don't set goals that you expect to meet in the future year and which you will inevitably fail at again next year, just like you failed this year. But throw yourself on Christ. Throw yourself on his mercy. He will carry you. He will sustain you. He will hold you and keep you. There's a psalm, Psalm 90, that I'd like to read for you. It's a prayer of Moses, the man of God. And it's often a text that we reflect on at the time of the new year. Isaac Watts wrote a song about it but I'll read for you later. This is Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting you are God. You return man to dust, and say, Return, O children of man, For a thousand years in your sight Are but as yesterday when it is past Or as a watch in the night You sweep them away as with a flood They are like a dream Like grass that is renewed in the morning In the morning it flourishes and is renewed In the evening it fades and withers For we are brought to an end By your anger, by your wrath, we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are seventy, or even by reason of strength, eighty. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. We think that our lives are so substantial, but yet we are as grass. We grow up in the morning, and we wither in the evening. And this is not to say we're inconsequential or unimportant. God has formed us, From the dust of the earth he made Adam, and he breathed into him the breath of life. He created Adam in his own image. And in such a profound and beautiful way, Christ came to earth. God himself becomes flesh to redeem his lost and hopeless children. The wrath of God was satisfied. We need not be dismayed. Christ took that wrath He took that cup of God's wrath and he drained it to its very end. God has had pity on his children. He does satisfy us in the morning with his steadfast love so that we can rejoice and be glad all our days. Knowing that this short and troublesome life is but a blink and then eternity will dawn. God has shown his strength and his arm, his power. His work is complete and full and finished in his son, given for us. His favor rests on his children. So that when we rise, we will glorify and praise and give honor and thanks to Him, properly, with a tongue that can truly speak His praise, because this tongue doesn't really know that language. It's something that we long to do, but we don't really know how. But it will happen. Thanks be to God. Because of Him and His faithfulness, it will happen. We will attend, after our funeral, the wedding of the Lamb. And that wedding has no end. We, the bride of Christ, will see our bridegroom face to face. We will feast in that day. And just like a bride who laughs with joy when she sees her bridegroom, we will, we will rejoice. So look up. His steadfast love satisfies our souls. And because of that, we can rejoice and be glad all our days, no matter what we're going through. Weddings, funerals, regrets, with bright hope for tomorrow, looking into 2022 with no fear, knowing that our Jesus carries us. He carried us through 2021, and he will carry us into 2022. We can rejoice. We can exult in His goodness, in His mercy, His glorious power, His grace shown to us. Thanks for listening to Dicey Stuff these past months. I've really enjoyed the feedback that I've received, some of it in correction or asking for more clarification, much of it very encouraging. Thank you for your prayers, your constant and continued prayers that this will be a ministry to the glory of God, that it will be a help to women, to mothers, to wives, to the people of God, that it will be a light to those who do not know Christ. I look forward to hearing from you, getting to know you better when you contact me. It's been a joy to dig into the Word together, to see the gems that God has for us, the hope, the life that He gives us through His Word. I pray that you have a blessed new year and that you will rest in the goodness and the mercy of God for you, that you will hear his word proclaimed, God's peace to you. May his peace reign in your heart, whether you've just gone through a wedding or a funeral or both. Talk to you next time. Okay. DSPS. Isaac Watts was a minister in the 1700s, and he wrote so much poetry. Something like 750 hymns are credited to his name. He started very young. He wrote some beautiful hymns that we sing often, like Joy to the World, or Jesus shall reign where'er the sun does his successive journeys run. He wrote, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, He wrote, I sing the mighty power of God, and my shepherd will supply my need. He also wrote a song that we often sing at the new year. I'd like to read that for you today. The title of this hymn is, O God, Our Help in Ages Past. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast. And our eternal home under the shadow of thy throne thy saints have dwelt secure sufficient is thine arm alone and our defense is sure before the hills in order stood or earth received her frame from everlasting thou art god to endless years the same thy word commands our flesh to dust return ye sons of men All nations rose from earth at first and turned to earth again. A thousand ages in thy sight are like an evening gone, short as the watch that ends the night before the rising sun. The busy tribes of flesh and blood, with all their lives and cares, are carried downwards by the flood and lost in following years. Time like an ever-rolling stream bears all its suns away. They fly, forgotten, as a dream dies at the opening day. Like flowery fields, the nations stand pleased with the morning light. The flowers, neath the mower's hand, lie withering ere its night. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be thou our guard while troubles last and our eternal home. Isaac Watts knew that no matter what comes, funerals, weddings, new years, illness, death, God is everlasting, and he is the same. He is our help in ages past, and he is our hope in the years to come. He is always our guard through all the troubles that life brings to us, and he is our eternal home. Take care, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dicey Stuff, the podcast where Lois talks about this big dicey adventure called life. You're welcome to send your comments and feedback to diceystuffpodcast at gmail.com. Please, if you would, subscribe and share. Until next time, roll on, friends.